0: so Exciting, we are here to do our second episode of the Classics Disney podcast. And uh, my and I'm Rachel, and my friend Stanford is here to Hi. talk about Disney. Yay! <laughs> yeah, so we our first episode was on Cinderella, and we were planning to have our second episode be on Lady and the Tramp because of the signature classics release, Blu ray release. But we didn't realize that it's not coming out until the 20th of February.
1: Yeah, I thought it was going to be earlier in the (laughs) month.
0: (laughs) And so we were going to do that one next month. So it'll be fun. Uh, So we did a little poll amongst my Twitter followers to see which one I picked out for uh, uh, movies and which one we should do. I can't even remember all the choices now. I think I had had, uh, Great Mouse Detective, Pinocchio... Um I can't. I can't
1: remember where the I think choices were too.
0: Zootopia. I had Zootopia, yes, Zootopia. on there. And Zootopia. I can't remember Slime the choice.
1: Or was it no Zootopia for sure? Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I, can't I can't remember what the fourth choice was. But anyway, and so to my delight, uh the Great Mass Detective won the poll. So that was really fun. Oh yeah. And <laughs> And so we're going to talk about, because uh, we are not doing this podcast in chronological order. We're doing it in random order. Uh, <laughs> it's just much more pleasant that way. And yeah, each one, we are going to dive into a Disney canon classic. And uh, so, The Great Mouse Detective. And I feel like this is in the conversation for one of the more underrated Disney films. Would you agree?
1: Oh, I absolutely would agree. Yes.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's an interesting film because. Uh so often with disney i feel like the, the the b projects end up being the ones that that people really love uh here you have the black cauldron was definitely the, the sort of the a project and then they're like okay you guys can work on this other one on the side
1: yeah
0: <laughs> do that and it's the same thing with the lion king you know the b, a project was pocahontas, pocahontas. and then like the, the Lion King people were, like, the Bad News Bears. It like, <laughs> like, working on this other thing, you know, right. animal movie. And same thing with uh, Zootopia and Moana, I think. Although that one's not quite as stark because both those movies were were really well received. But Zootopia is the one that won the Oscar. And I think that was the one yeah. that they were sort of like, oh, that's sort of the other project. And Moana's the, you know, the Ron, Ron and <laughs> Yeah. Yeah uh uh movie and so anyway it's just funny how that works out for disney (laughs) you should have more faith in their b projects at this point exactly (laughs) so yeah you have some uh, experience with this film in particular that's unique
1: well i do and and, you know (laughs) let me share share a bit of that you know I, i i love this movie and really i'm a big fan of of Ron and John, you know, yeah. John Musker and Ron Clements, the longtime directors at Disney Animation. Yeah. The Great Mass Detective is their first film mm-hmm. that they directed for Disney. Yeah. And uh, they also, you know, uh, you know, as you, you mentioned, most recently directed Moana. Right. And so just before the release of Moana in 2016, uh, Walt Disney Animation Studios put on a Ron and John retrospective, they called it. And they did this week-long film festival where every... Night, they played one of their six films, and so um, I went down. It was at the El Capitan Theater in Hollywood. You know that Disney uh, yeah. kind of exclusively shows their, you know, their films there. And uh, so two nights I went to. Uh, well, first night I saw Treasure Planet, mm-hmm. which was which is a Ron and John movie. Uh, you know, as we as we know, and then and then, but sadly Ron and John were not there for Treasure Planet. Okay. but No, no, I'm actually I'm getting confused. They were there for Treasure Planet, they were not there for the great mouse, mouse okay. detective.
0: They started working together on this movie and originally it was, John Musker was paired with uh, another person and it was Ron Clements who came up with the, the idea, it was sort of promoting the idea of the movie and then when the um and then they ended up getting paired together and of course uh ron and john did my favorite disney movie the little mermaid
2: the little
1: mermaid yep
0: so they are just amazing they I, are
1: I, amazing yeah and they did aladdin you know which is one of my yes which is probably my top 5
0: mm-hmm yeah i mean they they only have a they have a couple that I don't love, but I still sort of admire. Like, I, I don't love The Princess and the Frog.
1: Yeah, I don't either.
0: But I admire it. And I exactly. can watch it. Exactly, yes. terrible. You know, they don't yeah. have anything that's below. Like, I think my lowest from them is probably in, like, the 30s of my Disney ranking. So they don't have anything that's, like, in the bottom tier.
1: Yeah. They're, they're an awfully good team yeah. it was so fun to hear them speak at that screen you know that screening i went to yeah. and then they actually sat in the row right in front of me so i felt like probably the one time in my life i'll get to watch you know a disney animated film with the actual
0: yeah. directors
1: oh you know i like just i like cool. wanted to pat him on the back after the movie ended and said that was <laughs> awesome <laughs> but I, I showed i showed self-control yeah. <laughs> but one of the funny things rachel is that the at at the screening for the Great Mouse Detective, because Ron and John were there, the they worked with Bernie Mattinson, who's a longtime Disney artist and,
0: well, he was and director. The original co-director. Yeah. Of, yeah. With and John and
1: so Bernie Bernie was there at this you know the screening, and so was Rob Minkoff. Rob was an animator on the Great Mouse Detective, and he ended up being a co-director of The Lion King, mm-hmm. and and. Uh, uh, very these both they were very it was very fun to hear some of their stories about the movie and uh you know the original title of the project was basil of baker street because that's what it was based on you know the the name of the book that that this that the film is based on Mm -hmm. but the marketing people at disney at the time were really jittery about that title they thought it was too they thought it was too obscure and so it really ticked off the production team, is what the story that you know Rob and Bernie were telling us at the screening, and a, me- a memo. You know, this is in the days before email, because this film came out what in 1986, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah. They sent out a. They sent out a. Somebody sent out a memo under the name of Peter Schneider, who was the head of Disney Animation at the time, Disney Feature Animation. And it wasn't him. It was some some disgruntled animator, and uh, I'm just going to read you a little bit of this. If that's okay, um, this is so, a,
0: this was a mock memo. It yeah, it was a fake.
1: Memo. It was a fake memo under this guy's name. And it's supposedly <laughs> he was very upset, you know, about this. <laughs> so, you know, so, so the title is along with the new title for Basil of, uh, you know, Basil, of Baker Street. It has been decided to rename the entire library of animated classics. Yeah. The New titles are as follows. And so as you said. Seven little men help a girl <laughs> instead of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. You know, it goes on. The wooden boy who became real. Uh, for Fantasia, it's color and music. Um, I love Cinderella. Cinderella is the girl with the see-through shoes. Nice. Uh, Jungle Book is uh, a boy, a bear, and a big, pla- a big black cat. <laughs> uh, Robin Hood is Robin Hood with animals. And then but the only one that didn't have a name change was just Aristocats. <laughs> anyway. That is that's, really funny It's movie. it was funny. And it was just yeah. funny to hear that little back you know yeah. part of backstory about the creation of that movie and then and, and, and then how it got its kind of. I guess weird they were title.
0: worried that it was too like British.
1: Yeah. And that people weren't gonna understand the Sherlock Holmes connection or yeah. or whatever kind of lame it's funny. but yeah, still it's funny. funny
0: it's funny well i mean especially disney in the 80s was very insecure and very you know like uh <laughs> i mean you just look at uh the, obviously with black cauldron now it was hacked to death and and uh, i would love to see the pre-jeffrey katzenberg hack job Black Cauldron. I would just be so curious. Wouldn't that be fascinating to
1: see? I wonder if there's an edit of that, you know, that still exists somewhere in the in the archives there at Disney. That would I know. It'd be so
0: amazing. Like I, I'd I'd pay. That would be really interesting to see. Um, But yeah, like even um, uh, even the um, Fox and the Hound is is very kind of hacked together. Very insecure. Uh, Definitely Oliver and Company is just like all these ideas like. And, uh, uh, and it wasn't until, I, I think this movie is really important for Clements and Musker because it kind of gave them their feet, gave them their confidence. And then uh, and then with The Little Mermaid, you know, with what they would do with that, which is just such a confident film, you know. And it's such a, uh, I mean, I, I just feel like they needed this before they could do that.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: You know. Mm-hmm. and the uh the way that even the way that this movie uses music we're going to talk about that and uh, just some of the things i i feel like this was a really good sort of like testing ground for these two directors and what they were going to do it was released in 1986 and i feel like we're so spoiled now because like we get a disney animated film almost every year every Sometimes. year
1: basically and if we don't get a Disney film, we get a Pixar film, you know. Which, right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, this year's family. a little bit leaner as far as animated films than last year. Yes, yeah, true. Because, um, we last year we had a mainstream animated film.
1: Yeah, wasn't there almost
0: one? every month. Every Some months there were like in June there were three. There were three in yeah. one month, and um, uh, you know, of course, in 2016 we got two animated film right
1: we had Zootopia and Moana yeah and both really solid films I think in their own regard yeah both
0: great and I, I really do feel quite strongly that if Moana had waited and been released in like February or March of 2017 I think that it would I think that it would win I would win Oscars. Mm-hmm. I, I, I definitely think it would win best song. And I definitely, well, would it be Coco? I don't know. It would be close at least for sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So anyway, but, um, I, but we're just spoiled now. And we don't realize like in the 80s, there were some years where not a single animated film came right. out at all. You have
1: to wait like three to four years in between yeah. in between films.
0: Like not even just Disney. There were some, I think it was like eighty seven or eighty four that had none zero releases.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. And uh, I think eighty. I I forget. I think it's eighty four and eighty seven. And uh, and one of those years, it was just like a Care Bears movie. Like there wasn't any. Uh, I mean, and so these movies would come out, and it was just like. Oh my gosh, it was so exciting an
1: event it's I mean, just, truly, yeah.
0: yeah like and i think that you kind of valued uh these maybe imperfect films even more because they're just that's all you got and so you just yeah. loved it and and but anyway but that's definitely what made the little mermaid like such an epic thing when it came out because uh, it was the first princess movie in uh 30 years and it was yeah the just like the first movie like that in so long it was so exciting uh but uh for some reason even despite that we just we tend to skip over this this movie i don't know why but it's just a, a really fun little movie well actually i think i kind of know why because uh there are some elements in it that are that are interesting we're going to talk about but Particularly as it starts up, the movie is really great about creating a sense of atmosphere and tone, and the opening scene is one of the scariest scenes in all of.
1: Oh, it's down. It is. It is scary, and I think, yeah. you know, I didn't see it as a child. I, you know, when I, when I saw the first time, I was, you know, older. But yeah, when it came out, but wow, yeah, it is scary, and yeah. and uh, really interesting how they chose to chose to start the film
0: yeah like I don't so know. know if I him. saw this until the night I, I think I saw this on VHS I, I mean if I do I don't remember and I yeah. highly doubt my parents because I'm not I'm I'm I, I'm, a, I'm younger than you are and uh, so I was only five when this movie came out and there's no way my parents would take me to see that at five <laughs> that would not have happened and so yeah I'm positive I just saw this on VHS
1: yeah. Yeah, right yeah
0: because it 's scary it 's very, very scary in music and tone, and you know this her father 's getting abducted, and you see the the bat and so I mean I wonder if that 's kind of part of the reason is because it was sort of in this dark time for Disney first of all, and second of all because it is pretty scary uh, not, not all the like little kids saw it in the way that like a little mermaid yeah you know might have been seen but but anyway, yeah, so you get this, this crime has been committed. You've got little Olivia uh, that is, her dad has been abducted. And you have uh, the um, Dawson doctor that comes along, meets Olivia, and uh, they go and find Basil. And so what is your feeling about this introduction?
1: Well, I agree with you about, you know, how, how instantly the tone is set for this film but i think too if you've just got any familiarity with sherlock holmes it's instantly comforting because Mm. you know there you see dr dawson and you know that you know he's he's in the watson role right Mm -hmm. and then also though when they go to basil's house they have the shadow of of sherlock holmes playing the violin yeah and and so instantly you see that connection and I just like how how they they just you they just don't waste any time you know instantly you can see okay this is going to be you know there's it's a mystery who you know who who kidnapped the toy maker and and what's you know what's going to happen to cute little Olivia and then and then you and you instantly meet these these main characters and so uh I I, I love the setup what's I mean and I agree with you it is it is scary, but then also, it, it. I just think it instantly gets it gets pretty comforting.
0: Yeah, I I agree. That's a really good point because you do know that everything's going to be okay because Sherlock, basically Sherlock Holmes, is on the case. It's so on the case. It's okay. Yeah, uh, but I, I I do think it's probably too scary for for little children for like yeah, whole,
1: yeah I know, think disturb, and stuff. They'd be disturbed by it.
0: I would not have. Like a kindergartner, that uh, kind of age. I don't think, but I think like second grade is fine. Probably be you know, okay. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Good. So, fun. Uh, but but anyway, yeah, and it, they just do such a good job, sort of establishing the character of the Sherlock Holmes type like, character with Basil, uh, with him, you know, doing the science experiment when they when you know they find him and he's totally like oblivious to everybody else in the room and he's shooting pillows. And that's just a very like all it's just sort of Sherlock Holmes
1: it's so fun yeah I just I, I love it and and uh they've got the great you know Henry Mancini did mm-hmm. the soundtrack his only soundtrack he did for a for you know a Disney animated film oh really and, I didn't know that and uh it's it's so charming because I like, guess I mean I'm just hearing it playing in my head too you know that mm-hmm. the, all that fun music that's going on as he's as he's doing those experiments in his in his living room and it yeah, really
0: the... is a fun like jumpy bubbly score like
1: it it
0: really works
1: mm-hmm. score, yeah henry mancini really delivered mm-hmm. i think big time for them as he always did i mean his soundtracks are always so good but yeah it's so fun that he did a disney movie
0: yeah i didn't realize this was his only one i thought he had done others uh but yeah it was really good and uh so they get started on the case and uh the uh, and you, he mentions the evil Ratigan. Radigan. Radigan. And,
1: yeah. and there's the lightning. You know, I mean, they've got that wonderful portrait of of Ratigan there in his house. That you know, yeah, the more the Moriarty, you know, of his <laughs> of this world. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ratigan, and uh, and you see him with Flavisham with the dad, and we hear Alan Young's voice. The voice casting in this is. Solid. I know really this
1: is it's solid.
0: And a lot of people will recognize Alan's voice because he is the voice of Scrooge McDuck, <laughs> and uh, this is very recognizable. Mm-hmm. And and of course we have a very recognizable voice for Raddick. But the rest are just voice actors. But they do. I think they are very good. They're all. so
1: good. Yeah. Yeah. Solid. I yeah. I
0: agree. And so we get the amazing Vincent Price as Radigan.
1: As Radigan, isn't that the coolest again that vincent price is in a disney movie too i just I know. <laughs> so it probably i again i don't think i would have appreciated it as a youngster but as an adult i just think it's so it's so rad
0: it's so good and i i think that uh, we've gotten in this weird spot with movies where the villains have to be these complex characters and whatever but like i miss this like this is just all bad like like they just want to be wicked and they're selfish and they're like singing about the fact they're selfish and they're singing about the fact they're bad i like that Mm -hmm. and i this is like one of the ultimate examples in fact this is one of the earliest really like villain songs Mm because because you don't realize that like lady tremaine doesn't have a villain song uh maleficent doesn't have a villain song um, I mean, there's kind of a villain song for Captain Hook, but, like, not really. It's um, sure. I guess the Siamese cats have a villain song. So there's a yeah. few in there, but, like, the early movies don't really have, like, a good villain song. And this one, oh, so great.
1: <laughs> it's great. I mean, it's just a giant production number, you know, with yeah. all the other... Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's so fun. And again you know, Henry Mancini, right, and, and, uh, and it's, it's, yeah, terrific.
0: terrific. Because we've gotten, like, surprise villains, uh, which I think they think are more complex, but I don't know if they necessarily are, but we've gotten surprise villains with Frozen, Big Hero 6, um, with Wreck-It Ralph, uh, like, Morna didn't really have a villain, but we got a surprise villain in Zootopia, like, I, I just miss like I we really haven't had a good
1: like, like a villain that you know this is the villain and this is what's yeah. going this is what's this is what's you know the protagonist is up against right? yes yeah
0: and uh I mean he sings the song about the world's greatest criminal mind like mm-hmm. that's the kind of villain that I really miss and uh and we haven't had one like that since uh Mother Gothel I don't think
1: yeah that's true well, and you know, Ron and John created one of the best ones with Ursula. Oh yeah, Yeah, Ursula the Sea Witch. Because so, yeah, that's so great. And you that's kind very of see,
0: true. And Gaston yeah. has a great villain song. Yeah, yeah. Is a is is a complex villain. Um, I mean, I guess they didn't they didn't create that, but but anyway, that whole era had some good villain songs. You got Scar's yeah, villain song. Scar.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Uh. Yeah. It's kind of surprising in a way they didn't give Hades a villain song
1: yeah uh, that would have probably been fun maybe there was one that's on the cutting room floor <laughs> yeah
0: i mean i just love lyrics like uh <laughs> he says um uh tricky now comes the real tour de force tricky and wicked of course my earlier crimes were fine for their times but now that i am at it again an even grimmer plot has been simmering in my great criminal mind it's just it's just fun it's so fun. much
1: fun. Yeah. And I miss it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's fun. Cause it also, it's one of those things cause it, that song, that song shows how diabolical, diabolical, diabol- diabolical diabol- 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 diabolリ- diabol- Ratigan is, but, uh, it, it, it's not particularly scary. I mean, it gets, it gets a little dark kind of near the end of it when he feeds that, you know, mouse to the cat. But, um, But it also introduces that whole kind of threat too, you know. Um, Still, I I, I love it. It's just it's 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 a fun way to show a very scary villain, and but it also is kind of a reprieve from how scary the opening is too. Yeah, I think that's
0: true. Yeah, it's sort of a rather for sure. It's it's kind of similar in a way to. Uh, to Cruella in a way, you know, where it's so sort of over it's the top. Pretty so
1: campy. Crazy. Yeah, he's, he's really over the top, but mm-hmm. that's what makes him so fun. Yeah, I yeah.
0: Agreed. So, uh, and it is hilarious that a character named Radigan would hate being referred to as a rat. That's yeah. just funny. That's it good. Is.
1: It's funny. It, yeah, it works.
0: Giant cat. Felicia. Yeah. Felicia, who eats the the mouse, like yeah, it calls him a rat. That's pretty intense.
1: It's pretty, it's it is pretty intense. Felicia's, I love the character design of Felicia really because good. she just looks like this, you know, like this pampered cat who's who's, you know, pretty rotund, but just mean you know just like, kind of like almost like lucifer you know it's from cinderella is what is what felicia kind of reminds me of yeah i, lo- I just think I just yeah think, i love it and she says that she have a bow in her hair yeah
0: <laughs> well just the fact that she like listens to radigan and of course makes she, yeah he
1: rings a bell isn't that what it is right mm-hmm. right he rings the bell and yeah felicia comes running <laughs> <to be> whoever <laughs>
0: poor cats cats always i guess we got their wrist cats but like poor cats they always <laughs> there's the siamese cats they that. get i know <laughs> they they sure get
1: relegated to uh to the, thankfully there's i guess it's like a little Figaro, the cat from pinocchio is, is a good true it's a good character but uh, it's yeah
0: they end up uh with they they take find toby who's a really cute character too so this is the dog toby
1: the dog who's like their transport yeah around this is sherlock
0: holmes dog basically yeah that's what we're led to believe right yeah yeah it's really cute it's
1: really cute toby's a really cute character too i think
0: yeah and so they go to this toy store and uh that is where uh that's where fidget the bat is and this is another really scary scene very creepy um there's a lot of atmosphere in there he's going there to get uh get uniforms and uh i can't remember what else
1: yeah he has a list that radigan's given him and you know they kind of use it for comedic purposes but yeah he's he's basically buying stuff for the diabolical plot of of Rattigan. It's
0: pretty scary, and yeah,
1: they, they they do a pretty effective job, don't they? With shadows and light in there, and all those toys that that are so creepy without full light, right? Yeah. Like all those music boxes and things that that they make them look really scary. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. They they're really scary, and they they just like like you said they use shadow really well it's really interesting to me because in fantasia 2000 when they have a, a, this the short with the um the soldier yeah and the, like that to me even though the technology is higher it looks way worse <laughs> to me than what they're able to achieve here with less technology yeah. as far as yeah. it, it just looks so much better in my opinion mhm it's interesting yeah um so uh then so olivia gets abducted which is a, is a scary scene for sure and she they, radigan puts her in a bottle and uh and just this is to convince flavisham to continue his work and uh we uh we, of course then basil is they're distraught they got to find olivia where has she been but they find his fidget's list and that's how they figure out through his deduction, his elementary deductions, which is a lot of fun. And that's such yeah. a classic Sherlock. I moment. love
1: it. I love how they do it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so they end up at this uh saloon, I guess you call it bar, I don't know what <laughs> yeah.
1: In a seedy part of town. They're like, yeah, they're 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 on the other side of the tracks. That's for sure.
0: And this is a really funny story. So when I was doing my canon rewatch, I watched, you know, they have this whole scene, Let Me Be Good to You song. It's sung by this saloon singer who, I call it the mouse stripping song, because, <laughs> because she starts out with clothes and ends up with very little clothes. Well, I mean, it's, 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 it's this burlesque song, yeah, it you know? Really is. It's so yeah. crazy. All, it's like,
1: this is a Disney movie. <laughs> and all
0: the men are, male characters are all, like, hooting and hollering yeah. and stuff, and it's like, what? And so I, I saw this, including Dawson, who's like... and i was just like what is this i i had no memory of seeing it
1: yeah
0: and so i called up my mom and because my family my parents do not really participate in media hardly at all my my dad especially like they just don't they don't like tv they don't like movies and but they they like disney fine and they would let us watch things but they're just not an interest of them Except for Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes is like the one thing that my dad loves. And uh, he loved the Jeremy Brett. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw that. The Jeremy Brett series from the 80s and 90s.
1: I never saw Sherlock it. Sherlock Holmes. That's yeah. so
0: good. Especially the early seasons. He's an amazing traditional Sherlock Holmes. Anyway, he loved that. That was the one show that we make sure to cop. We had like them all recorded on VHS and so we certainly had this and this was one that my dad liked my dad also loves the jungle book and he also loves Robin Hood those are like oh
1: good okay good choices
0: yeah and so (laughs) anyway I was like mom I have no memory of this scene and watching because we watched this quite a bit because my you know we just love Sherlock Holmes yeah and uh and my mom was like yeah I always fast forward to that scene
1: (laughs) good for your mom yeah <laughs> yeah that was
0: so funny that um. is
1: so great yeah you're just like where did this scene come from <laughs> so.
0: yeah, no, it is
1: it is just yeah it's kind of inappropriate it, it. you know i mean it serves the plot that they have to go to this bar you know to kind of you know as they're as they're solving the mystery but it's weird it's just straight up weird.
0: It's really weird, and yeah. somebody on Twitter was saying, like, "There's also a scene like that in Five, What Goes West," and I'm like, "You're right. just with these mice-like saloon songs?"
1: Yeah, it's like, <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, seems a little out of place. So,
0: I would probably also fast forward.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you're watching with it. little ones, just because yeah. it's not that great.
0: Yeah. I don't blame my mom at all.
1: <laughs> no, uh, exactly.
0: Plus, it's not oh. like the kind of song that you want, like your kids, like, cause, cause, kids will hear a song and then they'll be like singing it a million times, especially Disney. And I would not want my kid going around like let me be good. <laughs> that would be really awkward. And Basil gets outsmarted by uh, Radigan and he ends up getting caught he gets trapped this is so fun so radigan has like this like elaborate death device thing <laughs> that he's built and of course vincent ride just sells it it's so fun this elaborate mechanism for these uh for to kill to kill babel it's really james bondish it's really fun it's so
2: fun. It's so it goes on and on, and all the different steps. <laughs>
0: yeah, like a. It has a bow and arrow. It has a axe at one point. It has a, a a safe that's gonna land and you know completely crush them. And the funny thing about the scene is that Basil is more upset uh, about him getting outsmarted than about.
2: Uh, the uh, about impending death. <laughs> that's so good.
0: Yeah, and also it's really hilarious the song.
2: Yes, yes, that's playing on this record. Yeah, which is little LP, which is part of the part of the contraption. Goodbye
0: so soon. <laughs> so soon. <laughs> it the only yeah. way Price could do it
2: winner from Henry Mancini.
0: Yes. And we also find out what the real plan is. So we've gotten some little hints at uh, the master plan that he, he is ha- he, the reason why he kidnapped Flavisham is because Flavisham is a toy maker and he wants Flavisham to make him a robot basically of the queen and they're going to uh, kidnap the the queen and have this robot Install Radigan as the head of the government, basically, and that's hilarious and
2: yeah, exactly. It just this as he said it's almost James Bond in its scope yeah. you know yeah, and but also, I still think it really fits well within the whole Sherlock home aesthetic, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, it just makes it really funny and really over the top and and uh, really enjoyable and it just works with Vincent Price's voice and it's it's great. And uh so they actually so they go to try to stop Radigan, but he gets pretty far in his plan. Uh he gets made high high prime minister I, I forget what the actual what they call him. But um uh but I just love this line so much. It's so hilarious. His first point of business is to <laughs> Is to levy a heavy tax. A heavy tax will be executed against all parasites and sponges. The crippled, especially the crippled elderly, and especially little children. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Which just
0: so funny, and yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it is very close to Cruella, you know. Like, I mean, <laughs> oh,
2: absolutely. Yeah,
0: her, yeah. With her uh, puppy obsession, this it's, it's especially little children, and uh, and the uh, the you know one guy and the one older person in the crowd says you are a monster, and, and uh, I don't know, it's just great. It's really fun. And, yeah,
2: I like that. I, I like that part a lot too. It's just yeah, really well done.
0: Yeah, and uh, so they um. They end up, and it's really fun because uh, as they as he is doing this, uh, they they are able to stop him, and they are able to start talking. Basil starts talking for the robot queen and saying, "You are the most despicable, reprehensible, horrible, whatever." And uh, of course, that it seems like the queen is saying that, and it's just really fun and And then the last part of the movie is all just basically a chase between Radigan uh and basil and uh just everybody involved is sort of this big chase for-, for first part they're in the air and uh, one
2: of the coolest dirigibles you know that little pedal powered or, or the those those flying machines they got going on are so fun, I think yeah. How they chase each other, it's so imaginative, Yeah. and really again a beautiful way to use animation,
0: yeah. you know,
2: to to tell the story.
0: It even has a little bit of a steampunk kind of feel, I, I think in it. Yes, yeah,
2: I agree. It's
0: probably it's really before cool. steampunk was a thing. <laughs> they end up in at Big Ben. They this...
2: crash into Big Ben.
0: Yeah, and this whole scene was one of the first, I believe. Real uses yeah. of computer animation.
2: Yes. Yeah. You know, at that lecture uh, before the film, you know, with, that I went to with Rob Binkoff and Bernie Batson, Rob Binkoff actually worked on that segment. Oh,
0: really? With
2: with with big you know, in, in Big Ben and uh it was really cool because they they used it was it was a real hybrid between hand drawn animation and then using the computer mm-hmm. to help um to help build that and he brought in some some of his own hand sketches of it that they used to help inform how they programmed the computer and it was I mean it's amazing and really when you look at I mean today you look at it like oh yeah you know but I remember again seeing it in person and really seeing all that there is something different about that and then they learned, you know, after the fact that, but, oh yeah, they used they use computers in there. And it was phenomenal.
0: I think it holds up pretty well. I think I do.
2: Too. I uh, I think it holds up remarkably well.
0: It holds yeah. up better than the subway scene in Oliver and Company. That looks mm-hmm. more um, like it looks more Tronish at a certain point.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, it, it does kind of go into a Tron. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and also, I um, do uh, think it looks better. There's certain scenes in The Rescuers Down Under that the computer graphics are so. Sketchy and so not great, and uh, and so I I think even better than in that movie. So I don't know I I think it, I I think it's pretty seamless. I think it holds up quite well, and I think maybe because it's like darker colors,
2: the
0: yeah,
2: darker colors. You know,
0: at yeah, you know,
2: the scenes at night, and also because it's it's all machinery. It was really it was really smart. It's a smart way to use it mm-hmm. because it wasn't like they were trying to keep skin tones or, you know, or all these things that are so hard that uh, they even, you know, still are continuing to perfect today in computer animation. Yeah. So I, it looks great. I love it.
0: It's really good. And you get like a, a it's nice. Exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. It's tense. And you get a nice ending with Olivia and her dad and uh and also this new client coming in, which is really fun. And I are, are you surprised that they didn't happen to mention in the lecture why they never did any more of these. Like I I'm, I'm always surprised. This seems like right for
2: a sequel.
0: Or series or something.
2: You know, I'm trying to remember uh, if, if they talked about that, and I don't, I don't recall them opening it up for Q and A. No. Uh If people, somebody asked them about that as well, because I, I agree with you, it it really, it really is perfect for, for for a continuation of some of some sorts. I like that too, though. In that, I mean, of course, I would have liked in more of the story because I think the characters are, you know, so so appealing, yeah. but. But I also liked how it it also seemed very Sherlock Holmes.
0: Yeah. You know, the, the, here he is.
2: He's on to the next case. Mm-hmm. And 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 it was also a vehicle to m- make sure that Dr. Dawson knew how much he was valued right. by Basil, you know, and and they, and they, they officially become a team. But then again, that also begs the question, well, yeah, I hear that they're a team, and they've gone to their case. Let's keep let's keep the story going.
0: Yeah. they just didn't do sequels then in the eighties as far as Walt Disney Animation, and uh, they, uh, but and I don't know if they really did the the even the television series. Maybe that didn't really start until the nineties. So uh, that of all of their of all of their properties, this would be one that I would say do a sequel. I mean, you don't need Vincent Price because. You can actually have another villain. You do another yeah. Sherlock Holmes story. Uh, and yeah. I don't know. I think it would be fun. I think it would do actually pretty well. Um, I mean, maybe people are a little Sherlock-combed out at this point, right now. but A few years ago, it would have done really well. I, um, Yeah, the, the, the whole Sherlock show is kind of moved, kind of tanked. But, um, but who knows? I don't know i it's just always one of those ones where it's like I think instead of rescuers down under, why didn't they do a second
2: one? <laughs> yeah yeah,', yeah cause it, it it was it, it, it's it's really fun,
0: yeah, I put it in my ranking, I think I had it somewhere around eighteen nineteen, something like that. It's not like my top ten, but I really think it's enjoyable. I really think it's fun. I mean, the only real downside for me is it is a little scary for for like little little kids, and uh, and also just the uh, I think the biggest downside is your mouth stripping song.
2: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: the the Let Me Be Good. That's sort of its big. That's so
2: mystery. weird. Yeah. Um. <laughs> You know, I've only ranked a top ten, and so uh, you know, I've I've seen I've seen all the films, uh, but I haven't. Uh, it would it would it would be in the top half. You know, I I I, I think it's fun. I there's not there's not a lot I don't like about about this film, and uh, I you know I love that it's ronald John's first film. Uh, I'm so wowed by by uh, the the, uh, the the tone of it, how they're able to really capture the mystery, but still keep it fun and exciting. I think, I just think that they really and and again, just such a fun fun use of animation. Just wow. just I love so much of uh, the the things they did that mm-hmm. that uh, make it. A a great use of the medium.
0: So I totally called it. I remembered it correctly. I have it at 18. uh, Hey,
2: all right.
0: (laughs) And number good memory, Rach. Yeah, number 19 is Lady in the Tramp, and okay for next month. And then 17, I have Tarzan. So there you go. Okay, good. Yeah, great math detective. It's just a lot of fun. Um, it's uh, it's well it, the animation holds up the voice acting holds up uh, it's not like Snow White where the voice acting it feels a little dated as much as I love that film um, and uh, it's it's just a it's just a really solid entertaining film that I think that boys and girls will like equally which is a nice uh, element to yeah. of Olivia and, uh, and yeah things that will appeal to the girls. And uh and you know, all the detective stuff and you know, all the fun stuff that will appeal to the boys and um it's got fun songs and visit price is so great. So it'll entertain the parents and the kids. It's just a really solid little Disney film for sure.
2: Yes, definitely. Yeah.
0: So um where can people uh where can people reach you? Find you.
2: All right. Well thanks, Rachel. Okay. I'm on Twitter at Stanford Clark. And also I've just launched uh a uh, new movie vlogs, which I've entitled Movies Past and Present. That's P-A-S-T and present. So it's moviespastandpresent.com. So, awesome. uh, again, I'm just, just getting started, but but hopefully I'll have more content out there, too.
0: Awesome. Uh, and you can find me at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and YouTube, and uh, you can find me on social media at Squirrel. So check it out, and uh, we will be talking Lady in the Tramp next month.